Hi and welcome to Podcast Guesting Pro. My name is Graham Brown. This is a short mini-series of podcast episodes with an accompanying video about how you as a thought leader can use podcast guesting to grow your personal brand. If you like what you hear in the content of this episode, then go and please check out the videos and the slides that accompany it. You can go to all the W's podcastguesting.pro. How do you become a great storyteller? How do you engage on podcasts? How do you become a thought leader? It's a process. It's a journey. Uh, think of your journey like being a stand-up comedian. And I've got a lot of respect for stand-up comics, um, not necessarily because I want to be a comedian myself, but I respect the fact that anybody who can stand in front of an audience and be very vulnerable and expose themselves and put themselves out there has something else, has gone through a lot of their own fears to get to that point. And we look at stand-up comics and we think, wow, they're so talented. They're so funny. How do they do? They seem so natural. And I was watching a, a documentary about Jerry Seinfeld uh, being, you know, in his com comic stand-up journey. You know, obviously going from stand-up in the, the clubs of New York in the 70s to, you know, Seinfeld, one of the most successful TV series of all time. And then, you know, still doing his stand-up. You know, they're meeting people like Barack Obama and so on on his, his programs. And you look at that, and I remember distinctly seeing when he was doing a gig, you know, he's wearing a, a blue shirt like I am today, but he was standing up there in the hot lights in front of an audience. And, you know, sometimes people, comics go out there and they die, you know, in, in the comedian sense of the word that, you know, they, they hit the wrong note with the audience. They get the tumbleweed. Um, but he was doing all of this and he didn't break sweat at all. And I was just amazed. How is that possible? Is this guy just fearless? But when it comes to fear and really becoming a thought leader, the, the essence of his success is in practice. Because, you know, Jerry Seinfeld has been a comedian for 40 years. And what you see really is the tip of the iceberg. You see somebody who has done this day in, day out, practice the material. What you're not seeing, you're not seeing all those gigs that he did when there were like 20 people in the bar, when they had hecklers, when people were drunk and they weren't laughing or talking over him or throwing stuff on stage. You didn't see any of that. You only saw this sort of polished performance. And we all have to go through this as thought leaders as well. When you see great speakers on stage, when you hear people on podcasts and you think, wow, they're so natural, even their voice, these aren't natural. <laughs> this took a lot of practice, a lot of time, uh, you know, a lot of rejection to get there. And I feel that one of the biggest barriers holding us back as thought leaders is the fear that our story is not worth telling. You know, you're not the Jerry Seinfeld of your industry. So why bother? Why will people listen to me? Why is my story worthy? And a lot of the thought leaders I work with tend to undersell themselves. 
It's not a lack of confidence. They're just not natural promoters. They're just not the kind of people that blow their own trumpet. They do great work. They have a lot of experience. They create amazing content, but they don't big themselves up. And that is their weakness and their strength because they're authentic. And the challenge with being that kind of thought leader, not a natural self-promoter, not a sort of Jordan Belfort, Wolf of Wall Street type promoter. They're authentic. They're real. And they, they look at these Jordan Belforts and they wonder like, I'm just kind of an, I'm a mortal. So who's going to listen to me? And the good news is, is that lots of people will listen to you, but they won't listen to you if you don't get started. <laughs> so one part of the thought leader journey is really how do you, refine, evolve, which is the important keyword here, evolve your storytelling style. And this is what I call agile storytelling. It's a journey. I break it down into five parts. How do you take an idea, which is, this is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about storytelling. I want to talk about thought leadership. I want to talk about personal branding. And then take that all the way to being that guy, that people see as the expert, that reach out to. You know, they're not looking for the number two guy in the world on this. They're looking for that guy. It's a journey. And what I want to share with you is just really what the elements of that journey are. I'm sharing with you, if you're watching on the video, the five steps in the agile storytelling journey. And if you want access to this video, go to podcastguesting.pro and get access to this episode on thought leadership. What people do is they, they feel that they have to have a perfected story or even have a book to have a story worth telling. And what I want to put out there is that everybody has a story worth telling. And the challenge is, is that often by virtue of the fact that they're not telling it, because they don't think it's worthy, it's catch-22. They don't actually get validation on it and able to improve it. So when we work with thought leaders and podcast guesting, the, the focus is always on the start. Get started and iterate. As Einstein said, it's always easier to steer a moving bicycle. So you've got to think about your journey as being on that bike. You've got to pedal. And then you can steer the thing once you've got momentum, right? How do you get momentum? Well, you guest on podcasts, you get feedback. You know, I work with my clients on podcast guesting and helping them with their feedback. I'll challenge them. I'll suggest A rather than B. And it might not always be right. It's just a second opinion. Or importantly, I help them couch the terms that they're using in something that's newsworthy. And this is what traditional PR is, is that, you know, if you were a company and you had a product that you wanted to launch or push out to the market, you would go to a PR agency and what they'll say is, well, we need to find something that's newsworthy about this product. Well, you know, tomorrow is International Women's Day or Friday is International Cake Day or Saturday is International, you know, Green Leaf Day, whatever it is that you want to focus on. There's always something newsworthy going on. There's always something that people are interested in. So very recently, one of my clients I work very closely with does some really interesting work in the space of leadership, coaching, and uh, company culture. And 
what I said to him, what I suggested to him, we had a good brainstorming session, you know, sort of four or five podcasts in the journey. And I said, um, you know, what people are really interested in right now from my research is uh, the great resignation. People are scared. Business leaders are scared of losing talent. They're trying to make sense of it. Shareholders are scared of losing value. Marketers are scared of the negative equity from ex-employees talking about their business. And potential employees and talent is interested in the future. You know, people are leaving. People are asking questions. Why? Why do I need to work? Why do I need to drive to the office anymore? The great resignation is on people's minds. The numbers, if you see them coming out of the US, are huge. And this is everywhere in the world. So people want to understand why. Why is it happening? Please give me a map. Help me understand it. So what effectively you're doing is you're taking on the left-hand side here the key talking points of a thought leader. So maybe that thought leader talks about coaching and leadership and culture and team and all the elements of communication that go into that. And on the right-hand side here, on my right hand, we have what's newsworthy. We have the great resignation. We have work from home. We have the future of work, remote work. We have employee mental wellness, etc. And then what we do on an ongoing basis is we pair these two because maybe these two meet in the middle. Maybe we can couch company culture in the terms of the great resignation. And this is what it means to be agile in your storytelling approach. This is what it means to take your content and put it into context. Because right now you've got a lot of content and only by validating it in the market, only by getting out there like Jerry on stage, trying new material and seeing if it works, can you figure out what your set is. Now, if you were to watch any of those Seinfelds, I'm not talking about Seinfeld, the actual series, but Seinfeld documentaries on Netflix. What's interesting is, is that you see comedians, stand-ups talking to each other and a big part of their conversation with each other is, did you use your new material or was it old material? You went out and started with new material? Were you crazy? What are you doing? New material on a new audience? Oh, I'm using 80% old material tonight. Oh, 60% new material tonight. That's all they talk about. And there's a reason for that is because every podcast, every stage, every opportunity is an event which you can validate your material with. And what happens is, is you go out, you test material in an agile way, feeds back, or maybe the great resignation didn't work. Maybe they resonated with employee mental wellness in the terms of what I talk about. If it was company culture, for example, maybe because of my personal avatar and the audience avatar, maybe it's mental wellness and not the great resignation, but only by getting on stage and facing the moment of truth will you ever learn that. And every stage you get on, and a podcast is a stage, is an opportunity to improve. And this is what I do. I've done hmm, what I've produced and guested on over, well, let's say 2,000 podcasts. And what that has done for me is many things. Firstly, I accept that I'm still learning, which is great because I think anybody on this journey um, will come to the realization that the learning is the journey as opposed to a tool 
for the journey. It is the journey because there's nothing more rewarding than being on a journey where you can join the dots of your own personal story. Me, I was involved in many different scenes in my life, like your life, which don't kind of make sense. <laughs> yeah, they kind of make sense in their entirety. Here was a guy who studied AI and graduated in 95, lived in Japan, taught English in the early 90s, started a telecoms business, exited the business in 2012, with his family, traveled the world for six years, living on tropical islands and a remote life before landing here in Singapore and starting a podcast agency. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And that can be really frustrating. And not only can it be frustrating, it can be a, a barrier for engagement with your audience avatar. But by virtue of getting on stage, putting these stories out, and getting feedback, you're able to Steve Jobs style, look back and join the dots. It makes sense. You make a story out of it. it you make the creative context a through story, which comes together over time. And then, you know, almost like you were very clever because, you know, when you made that decision, when you were 16 to study these subjects, all kind of aligned for you these stars that followed over the next X number of years, which was never the case because we all know that the journey is messy and never straight. But looking back, you can create that context and create this much more cohesive story. You're that guy doing that thing. But that is a journey that takes a lot of time and practice. But if you commit to that journey, you'll find that not only is it a really powerful way to drive business in it. The kind of business that comes through from the podcast journey isn't a lot of speculative leads. You get people who are highly aligned with your message who have, you know, checked your backstory out and they buy into it. Not only is it a powerful business development tool, and I feel one of the most effective business development tools in the 2020s, but it's also a very powerful personal journey they can help you consolidate a lot of the questions that you have about your own career, all those kind of turns and those what ifs. And that just makes it a lot more fun. And doing this, getting those journeys out there, getting those stories out there, doing it in an agile way, meaning you're still learning. You'll meet a lot of fascinating people who will join you on that journey. You've been listening to Podcast Guesting Pro with me, your host, Graham Brown, a short mini-series on how you can use podcast guesting to develop your personal brand story and also as one of the most effective and powerful business development tools. If you're interested in the content from this podcast, then this is what you can do. Go to podcastguesting.pro and you can download my free course this short episodes are available in video format as well with accompanying slides. If you like what you see, go ahead and get yourself a copy and get access to all that content. <laughs>